This is the Biblical Unitarian Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Biblical Unitarian Podcast. This is episode 117, entitled, Exploring the Phrase, The Word Was God, in John chapter 1, verse 1. As always, the Biblical Unitarian Podcast is the podcast that aims to start conversations about the oneness and unity of God and about the humanity of Jesus. As you are hunkered down in your self-isolation and home quarantine, hopefully you are having time to think about and discuss with your family members these very important topics. Thank you so much for joining us at the Biblical Unitarian Podcast. My name is Dustin Smith. As always, I will be your host. Over the last few episodes, we have been exploring how the prologue of John is to be read once we responsibly set it in its Jewish context. Too many readings of the opening verses of the fourth gospel fail to take into account the Jewish background of the personified word and of the personified wisdom of God. In episode 115, I demonstrated that the spoken word of God was sometimes personified alongside God within the Old Testament and the intertestamental works in ways that are strikingly identical with what we observe in the prologue of John. In last week's episode, episode 116, I provided evidence to show that it was not uncommon in Jewish poetry for the personified word, and most frequently the personified wisdom, to be portrayed as being, quote, with God, end quote without suggesting that God's word or God's wisdom were conscious divine persons. This, of course, is exactly what we find in the middle of John chapter 1, verse 1, where the personified word was with God. And the prologue of John is certainly a work of poetry. In this week's episode, I want to look at the third phrase of John chapter 1, verse 1, which is rendered in most modern translations as, quote, and the word was God, end quote. While the former two phrases, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, are best understood once they are responsibly placed in their Jewish context, this phrase and the word was God, deals with a tricky issue of Greek grammar. Since very few of my listeners are university-trained Greek linguists, I want to draw upon the helpful words of modern scholars and commentaries to help us become better informed. Too often, John chapter 1 verse 1 is taught in a confusing manner as if the Word was with God, and then the Word is identified as God, creating a contradiction where the Word and God are initially distinguished, and then they are equated with each other. This reading is 
not persuasive to me, and it's probably not very persuasive to you. And as we will see in this week's episode, it is not persuasive to a variety of modern scholars. My hope is that by listening carefully to the arguments of modern specialists on the Gospel of John, is that we can make responsibly informed interpretive decisions in regard to John chapter 1, verse 1. Does the phrase, the Word was God, prove that the Word is indeed a conscious divine person? Let's find out on this week's episode of the Biblical Unitarian Podcast. Our first point, we'll be looking at Thompson's 2015 commentary in the New Testament Library. So the New Testament Library is a commentary series, and I have in particular three commentaries out of this series, and I highly recommend those commentaries. But we are going to read what Thompson has to say about this phrase and the word was God in her commentary on the Gospel of John. So I'm going to read it in full, and you can check out the quotation in its entirety in the notes for this week's episode. So this is what she says in regard to John chapter 1, verse 1, when it says, the word was God. Begin quote. The statement, and the word was God, ke theos in o logos, poses one of the more challenging problems of translation in John. The absence of the definite article before theos, God, has given rise to the translations, the word was a God, or the word was divine. But neither of these affirmations captures John's point. John predicates of the word what the Old Testament predicates of Yahweh. The Lord is God. To call the word God is not to collapse the distinction between the word and God, as the subsequent distinction between father and son makes clear. It is, rather, to use the highest degree of qualitative predication regarding the subject. The word, the word has the quality, the reality, and even the identity of God. End quote. That's what Thompson says in her 2015 commentary within the New Testament Library. Marianne Thompson is a scholar teaching at Fuller Theological Seminary in California. Her commentary, which is just over 500 pages long, is one of the most recent contributions in the ongoing study of the fourth gospel. In this comment regarding the phrase, and the word was God, Thompson openly admits that the translation choices are challenging. She rightly notes that there is no definite article before God in the phrase in question. She cites two translations in particular, the word was a God and the word was divine, but she discounts both of them as inadequate attempts at getting at the meaning of the Greek. In offering her rendering, she argues that calling the word God 
is not to collapse the distinction between the word and God. She recognizes that the Greek is not making word and God interchangeable, as if you can say God is the word and the word is God back and forth. Thompson rightly notes that the father and the son are distinguished later in the prologue. So, God and the word are not one and the same. Her reasoning here is very interesting, since it appears that Thompson interprets God as the father alone, which sounds like what biblical Unitarians have been saying for hundreds of years. Instead of suggesting that the phrase, the word was God, is collapsing the two nouns together, she sees the subject of the phrase, the word, as having the quality of God, a qualitative predication of the word. To sum up, Thompson argues that when John chapter 1 and verse 1 says that the word was God, the word and God are not interchangeable terms. They are not one and the same. According to Thompson, God is the Father, and the Word is distinguished from the Father. The use of God, without the Greek definite article, indicates that it functions as a quality of the Word, but in a stronger sense than the English word divine offers. I think there are many biblical Unitarians who would agree with what Thompson is arguing here. And this commentary is very recent, published only five years ago. Let's look at another commentator on the Gospel of John, and this time from a different theological persuasion, from a Catholic perspective. Our second point today is looking at Francis Maloney's commentary in the Catholic series Sacra Pagina. This is what Maloney says in his commentary in regard to the phrase, and the word was God. He actually translates it as, what God was, the word was. So let me begin quoting what he says in his commentary. Syntactically, ke theos enologos, placing the complement without an article before the verb to be and following it, with the subject with the article, maintains a distinction between ologos and otheos in verse 1b, but indicates that their intimacy makes one what the other is. As God is divine, so the Word is divine, but the Word is not equated with God. End quote. That's what Francis Maloney says in his commentary on the Gospel of John in the Sacra Pagina series. Dr. Maloney has served as a professor at various Catholic universities in both the United States and in Australia. For most biblical Unitarians, Catholic scholars would not be the first source of consideration for biblical interpretation, especially in regard to John chapter 1. 
However, I think Maloney's comments on the phrase, and the word was God, are both honest and proof that biblical scholars are able to admit things in the text of Scripture even when those conclusions go against their own theological traditions. Maloney acknowledges that God does not have the Greek definite article, meaning that, as he says, quote, the word is not equated with God, end quote. In other words, God and the word are not collapsed into a single thing. Professor Maloney also argues that the word and the God are clearly distinguished earlier in John chapter 1 and verse 1, where it says that the word was with God. Rightly, this distinction between the word and God carries over into the reading of the final phrase, the word was God. For Maloney, he argues for an intimacy between the two to help clarify their meanings. He elaborates on this point of intimacy by saying that, quote, as God is divine, so the word is divine, end quote. Choosing to use an adjective as his interpretation of God without the Greek definite article. In sum, Maloney agrees with Thompson that the phrase, the word was God, is not equating the two nouns. However, against Thompson, Maloney is comfortable using the word divine to describe what the word is. Both Thompson and Maloney are in agreement that the word and God are clearly distinguished in the text and that the two should not be confused with each other. For this Catholic scholar, the word is adjectivally God. The word is divine. Despite the fact that the later creeds have something different to say on this matter. I find Maloney's honesty refreshing and a good reminder that biblical scholars are capable of admitting what the text does say without allowing their traditions to dictate their conclusions. This is something that many biblical Unitarian interpreters need to take seriously. Let's move on to our third source, which is a UBS translation handbook published by the same Bible society that prints a major scholarly version of the Greek New Testament. Our third point today is the United Bible Society's Translator's Handbook on the Gospel of John. I'm going to begin the quote from this Translator's Handbook. These many differences in translation are due to the Greek sentence structure. In this type of equational sentence in Greek, A equals B, the subject can be distinguished from the predicate by the fact that the subject has the article before it and the predicate does not. Since God does not have the article preceding it, God is clearly the predicate and the word is a subject. This means that God is here the equivalent of an adjective. 
and this fact justifies the rendering he, the word, was the same as God. John is not saying that the word was God the Father, but he is affirming that the same divine predication can be made of the word as can be made of God the Father. And so the word can be spoken of as God in the same sense. End quote. The United Bible Societies publishes one of the standard editions of the Greek New Testament, and they have been doing so for many years. The latest edition is the fifth edition of the Greek New Testament. This handbook, edited by Newman and Nita, is generally balanced in its comments in regard to how it encourages its readers to understand the challenging Greek phrase behind the word was God, the handbook highlights the key issue. The word is the subject, and God, without the Greek definite article, is the predicate. According to Newman and Nita, the lack of definite article for the noun God actually makes it function as an adjective. This, of course, indicates that the word and God have not collapsed into a single thing or person. Rendering God as an adjective justifies their translation to where the word was the same as God. Newman and Nita also helpfully point out that God in John 1.1 is the Father, which is a point with which biblical Unitarians heartily agree. So while the Word is not God the Father, the Word has the same predication of being divine as the Father. In other words, Newman and Nita are comfortable using the adjective divine in regard to the function of God in this final phrase of John chapter 1, verse 1. They are quite clear that the Word and God are not equated as if they were interchangeable terms. To sum up, the United Bible Society's handbook, which is not funded by any particular theological tradition or position, argues that John chapter 1, verse 1, C, is a special case in regard to the absence of the definite article in regard to God. According to Newman and Nita, the Word and God have not collapsed, as they maintain their distinction. God is defined as a single person, the Father, and this God, within the phrase, the Word was God, functions as an adjective of the Word. In conclusion, we have observed that John chapter 1 verse 1 is a deeply controversial text, as it relates closely to what we can effectively say about the Logos in relation to the embodiment of the human Jesus. The final phrase of John 1 1, which says that the word was God, appears on the surface to be equating 
the word with God as if they were one and the same. However, we have noted from a variety of scholars that this is not the correct way to read John chapter 1, verse 1. We first observed that within the last five years, Thompson's commentary on the Gospel of John argues strongly against collapsing the word and God. She insists that the two remain distinct, just as the rest of the Gospel of John distinguishes the Father and the Son during the ministry of Jesus. Thompson also acknowledges that God, in John 1.1, is the Father alone. In regard to how we should interpret the phrase, the Word was God, Thompson argues from the grammar that we should understand God in the final phrase of John 1.1 in a highly qualitative sense. We also saw that a prominent Catholic scholar, Francis Maloney, argues for basically the same reading of John 1.1. He, too, insisted that the Word and God should not be collapsed and that the word was adjectivally divine. Maloney's arguments should encourage biblical Unitarians to not judge a book by its cover and to be willing to listen to arguments from persons from other theological backgrounds. Lastly, we observe that the Standard Translation Handbook, published by the United Bible Societies, offered the very same reading. The word is not equated with God in the phrase, and the word was God, as if the two were interchangeable. The UBS handbook suggested that God functioned as an adjective in regard to the word, thus making God a divine predication. Furthermore, the two scholars who wrote the UBS handbook argued that God, in John 1.1, is the Father. These scholars are, in their own ways, arguing that John 1.1 is not a proof text for the divinity of Jesus, as if Jesus is called God in the same way that the Father is God. And they give me confidence when I interpret John 1.1 as in the beginning was the creative and powerful utterance of God and this utterance personified was with the Father and this utterance was the fullest revelation of the Father. Join us next week as we look closely at John chapter 1 verse 3 where all things were made by God's personified word, by placing this text against the background of its Jewish context. Please consider supporting the Biblical Unitarian Podcast as it aims to promote the sound truths about the oneness and unity of God and the humanity of Jesus. You may check out this episode's description for a PayPal link. Thank you so much for listening to the Biblical Unitarian Podcast. My name is Dustin Smith. Until next time, you folks take care.